And I'm Allie. And it's about time for true crime. Hey. Hey. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, so good. A lot better than last week. Bless up. Bless up. Yes, truly. Such a nice change of pace. And in keeping with the change of pace, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking today. So I'm pretty pumped about that, too. Ooh, I'm excited. Me, too. Your Girl Scout series was so freaking good, though, that I'm, like, sad that we're done with it, but I'm happy, too. I couldn't agree more. I know other podcasts can do, like, five episodes on it and all the power to them because I can't talk about it that much. Yeah. It's so sad. It ate at me. I'm still thinking of it. Yes. And it's nice to have a little bit of a break. It's nice to try to like look at something happier i had to watch Shit's creek mm-hmm. i had to watch like three episodes after i was fully done researching yeah and i had like 25 plus pages of research in front of me i was like you know what i need anything else a real reprieve here yeah so i'm i'm just looking forward to hearing what you have for me i have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about today which is awesome i'm very pumped yes um in terms of light chit chat since we haven't done that in a little bit Mm -hmm. let's see what's new um my roommate emily and i started making eraser stamps which are very fun we're both like artsy she's artsier than i am she's freaking phenomenal she's incredibly talented but so are you well give yourself credit don't talk about my best friend like that well that's really sweet yeah um she does what she can but sometimes it's not a lot i I do do what i can love your eraser stamp that was supposed to be a mushroom and i just have to say very phallic um (laughs) but I think, listen, <laughs> I thought that adding little grass blades to the bottom would help, but in all honesty, I think it just made it look like pubes and it's not, <laughs> it's not it, helpful. Um, <laughs> you crafted it yep. in such a way yes, that I was like, oh my God, she stamped a bunch of little dicks yes. around and I thought that had to do with like my bachelorette party or something and instead, shut up, we can use them. <laughs> There's something to use them for. <laughs> nice little, all right little mushies <gasps> i'll do that for all of your little invites oh great <laughs> great <laughs> oh awesome yeah i think it's great yeah uh, it'll, it'll be like pin the mushroom in the forest no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <ew>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um we started doing that and yes i did do a mushroom one that didn't turn out so hot it's not that bad It's not terrible. I do want to figure out how to get better at it. And I also did one that was supposed to be like a copy of the tattoo that I have of an olive branch. And now I'm like, that also doesn't look so hot. It doesn't look phallic, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have the detail I want. And Emily and I got into it because we went to a craft fair where this lady was selling her eraser prints and they're so freaking phenomenal. They're so tiny. They're so detailed. I got one of a little iced coffee and it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen in my life. She obviously had to use like two to get the variation that she did. So that's fine. But like the details are just so small. It's almost impossible to do with any carving instrument and know what you're doing. It was your very first one. I think it came out a whole hell of a lot better than anything I could have done. So I'm just really excited to play around with those because it's so cheap. It's like the cost of whatever an X-Acto knife is and a pack of like pink pearl erasers. Explain what it is, though, because I had to ask you what you meant when you said eraser stamp. So you take like a any 
any eraser, especially now that it's back to school time. Like you can probably get them wicked cheap. Like the pink ones? Yep. Just a regular rubber eraser that you Mm -hmm. would get in addition to a pencil. And then you kind of sketch out whatever you want it to be, like what your template will look like. And then we used um, X-Acto knives. And then I had a like clay sculpting kit that kind of worked. And she had a wood sculpting kit that worked better. Like... (laughs) I think just the sharpness of it to cut into the eraser. Right. And then you just cut away whatever space you don't want to be inked down. Okay. So it's like you're carving out the negative space, but it's really fun. And there's so many things that you can do when they look good. And then you just sort of stamp onto the rubber that's left and put it on whatever you want. I like it. So I'm hopeful to get better at that for like Christmas tags. Like I think that would be a really cute way to do your own like, you know, to, from, whatever, all that jazz. Oh, that's so cute. Right. And it's like the perfect size. So um, I have lots of practical uses, but if I could find a way to do an ATFTC one, bet your ass I will. And if you can't, I'm sure our listeners wouldn't mind a dick one. Oh, you guys, let me know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> down below <laughs> um yeah so just send us a cute little email comment send an email send a dm let me know if you want a dick stamp and i'll send it your way it's not a real dick stamp but uh, it kind of looks like it but so. <laughs> yeah i mean tell your kids it's a mushroom because that is true you're not lying to them but you'll know and we'll know <laughs> that's all and, that matters and, and god will know yeah and really you have to answer god to will him. say mm, mm. i see that Oh my gosh, I was looking at different like cute bookmark ideas because that's another thing I wanted to do with them. And there's one of like, you know, the traditional like the great blonde Jesus that is always everywhere, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he was from the Middle East. (laughs) But he's like popping out from the side of the bookmark and it, it says, I'm watching. But up top it says, is that smut? (laughs) i see that at the end of those videos where they try to like where it's like really awful and then they show it like jesus like looking at you like see that like catching you oh my god (laughs) anyway um i do have one other good update to share and this is actually an update from a previous case that i covered alec baldwin's bullet about the fatal shooting that was on the set of rust the movie and what i wanted to update you all with was two things first i couldn't remember for the life of me if i mentioned that the armorer hannah gutierrez reed um again we talked about her a lot she is the one that set up all the guns and all of that i did read that she has been charged but not yet faced trial for counts of involuntary manslaughter and evidence tampering which i thought was interesting oh my But the other thing that I found out was that Alex's charge of involuntary manslaughter was dropped in April because they thought that the gun might have been tampered with beforehand. However, the prosecutors ordered another like analysis of the gun basically and found that it hadn't been. So he might receive charges again. But I found it was interesting because they had already dropped them. So now I'm. I'm curious to see how that plays out. But I just wanted to let you guys know what I know. It's down in the notes. It'll say Rust article for you guys to read. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. So that's my little update there. I said I would keep you updated with what I could. And obviously, when there's more, I'll try to do a part two so that we can actually get a resolution to it. But Hell yeah. Thank curious. you. I had no idea that that was even in the news right now. 
Yeah, I, um, like any normal person, look up manslaughter in the news tab of Google a lot. And so it popped up. (laughs) I actually had my ass in the sand for a few days. Oh my gosh, your life is so nice. Um, Tell them. Tell them everything. It was for the last few days. I went on a little trip with my mom. Oh, hi, Mrs. (laughs) Allie's mom. (laughs) I had such a good time. My mom and I just went for like three days. But it was a very much needed break from life. Yeah. And we just parked our asses in the sand. We read books. We hung out in the water. We went to Florida and it was like 100 degrees and the water was probably like 88 degrees and we just floated. The best. And we saw dolphins, which was the coolest thing. And it wasn't intentional. Like it wasn't on a dolphin tour to go see like oh this is where dolphins are known to be like the dolphins had just come over and we were like oh my god so um i was relieved i just thought i think dolphins are the cutest freaking things <laughs> and i would love to play and snug and i couldn't but i wish i could yeah. and that was really cool so we had a good time and now it's back to real life and i've been home a few days and it's like okay gotta do the laundry clean the house go to work so other than that, though. <laughs> Other than that, though, you just had a delightful vacay, and I'm jealous. Yes. But um, you'll be jealous of me soon, so that's fine. Oh, absolutely. <gasps> I have to figure out what I'm doing for your birthday. They mm, don't. Yeah, I do. It's okay. I don't need anything. Allie's birthday is coming up, so you guys let me know what should I do for her from oh, us. Oh, my. From us. I'll put your name on it. Just let me know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're like a dick stamp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, if there's one thing about me, it's that I get obnoxious with gifts. So this year I'm trying to like restrain myself to like two weeks beforehand to start getting on it. Because normally I'm like, I'll think about it months in advance. And then I end up like overdoing it. You're such a good gift giver. That is one of the very few things I've had to work very hard to become in my life. And I'm very proud of that. So thank you. No, they're always so thoughtful and like handmade and actually good. No offense, but like, <laughs> like, I'll say this. If one of my friends made me like a popsicle stick house and was like, I love this. For this you. makes me think of you. Then I would love it and cherish it and yell at my cat if she tried to step on it. Right. Which is really hard for me to do. So I don't <laughs> yell at my cat. And... Because if that meant something to you for me, then absolutely. But if it's a fucking popsicle stick house, you know, like that kind of, it's like that ugly artwork your kid might make and you're like obligated to put it on the fridge, but really you'd be happy if nobody ever saw that. Because what the fuck is that squiggly line? Yeah. And all of that to say, I've never had the popsicle stick squiggly line from you it's always Aww. actually been like really good and i'm proud to display it i actually have oh. really talented friends you do Th- that wasn't at me that was at bonnie but no yeah you bonnie emily like i have so many things from people that that have been made that i'm like oh my god in my wildest dreams i couldn't have done that well what's nuts to me is like so i take a really long time on things because i'm like eek someone's gonna look at that for a long time but my roommate can just freaking like, like snap her fingers and it's like a freaking masterpiece. It's, she snaps her fingers and it's like this beautiful painting of like somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, how? And or like your cat, like she did embroidery of Newton 
and it was her first one and it looked just like him and i was like fuck you how are you so good at this she did one of mia and i'm like oh yeah. my god that's my cat yeah that's her face yeah. she makes that face that's my cat <laughs> so cute but uh, anyway sorry we should probably get into this probably skippers stop skipping skippers no skipping hi hey oh hey. oh miss you um so hey hello howdy hello hi salutations i think that's all i got um aloha maybe hola yeah all that good stuff sure. hey welcome back to your favorite true crime podcast about time for true crime um today I did want to put together something a little less insane than the Girl Scout murders. Thank you. No less devastating, but certainly less of a gut punch to your heart and entire being. Thank you. And I think that while the complex and deep dives can be fun, it's important that sometimes we go back to the cases that are more frequent um, and also that every victim deserves a voice and every piece of shit deserves to be marked as such. I like <laughs> it. Today, we're talking Midwest. We're talking stalking. We're talking murder. We're talking love. Ooh. We're talking Billy. No, we're not. Although I know it sounds nearly similar at the beginning, but not quite. So is this your card? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Homecoming. Ooh, woo. Um, <laughs> but, however, in an effort to pull an alley, I just have to state my resources because if I don't at the top, I'm never going to do it. That's just true. But they're always down below, of course, if you want to take a look at them. So today I first watched an episode of American Justice. I used some information from All That's Interesting, Investigation, TheSun.com, and ABC News. I used more, and as always, you can look below. But the other shout-out that I wanted to do was that I used an episode from Our True Crime Podcast on Carrie Farber's case. So Ooh. let's dive in, though, shall we? We shall. So let's talk about our main girly, Carrie Farber. Okay, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie was born on November 30th of 1974. Okay. Her mother, Nancy, gave birth to her in Lowa, California. It might be Lowa. I don't know. L-O-W-A. Yeah. I'm thinking Lowa. That makes sense. But okay. what do I know? She ended up moving to Macedonia, Iowa with her parents. Mm -hmm. And that's like right outside of Omaha, Nebraska. So she worked there for a while and I think eventually had plans to move there. Okay. So, nonetheless, Carrie wanted to be a nurse so bad as a kid. Mm. She was super passionate about it. And I don't exactly remember what opportunity she got if she got to, like, go and watch a surgery or if someone around her had a medical issue and she went to the hospital with them. But immediately upon seeing blood, she fainted and decided that that might not be the career path for her, Aww. which I can totally relate to. I'm fine with blood, it, but vomit. Nope. And you see a lot of that as a nurse. So yeah. um, seeing blood's OK. I think smelling blood does it for me. That ooh, like iron titty yeah. smell. I'm like, ooh, but Anyway, so she, like us, decided that was probably not the, not the right path for her and decided to go into IT. And somewhere in this journey, I think Carrie was in her early 20s, she became pregnant and gave birth to her beautiful little baby miracle, Max. And Max Aww. was her world. She loved him so much and everything she did, she did for him. Mm -hmm. So 
she was close with her parents. She lived in Iowa and she gets a new job for IT stuff. And it's primarily based out of Omaha. And so I'm not sure if she was able to remote in most days or if there were separate campuses, but sometimes she'd be able to be where she is and sometimes she'd have to go and travel to Omaha. Okay. So she was kind of back and forth a lot. But as a single mom, Carrie focused her life and career around Max. And when she could make time and find someone appropriate, she might date a little. It didn't sound like she ever really brought anyone home for Max to meet unless it was serious. But it also doesn't sound like she spent a lot of time away from him. Yeah, away from him enough to forge a good relationship, you know? Right. Very responsible. Exactly. And so Carrie was beautiful she had like this dirty blonde hair and these cute little freckles oh my gosh they're so cute and i don't know if her eyes are blue or green but they're striking they're somewhere in between oh that bitch i know those are the best eyes (laughs) (laughs) right and i don't know like carrie is just a vision of a beautiful woman doing the damn thing being a wonderful daughter a wonderful mother and a good friend and so with her new computer tech job she started the trek to Omaha. Now, I'm not sure. Again, it sounded like she had plans to move there. I don't think that she did by the time that she had passed. But I think that was sort of like in the plans. So in 2012, Carrie met a man named Dave Krupa in Omaha, Nebraska. He had owned or worked at a garage. It's unclear. But she met him likely from using said garage. Her car broke down and he was the mechanic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave had been a guy around the area for a while. He was 35, a well-respected mechanic in the area. And he had gotten out of a relationship that was about 12 years and resulted in two precious bundles of joy of his own. Oh, wow. So... Dave also wasn't really looking to find the one that he was going to marry like the next day. Both of them were like, we have kids. We have other priorities. I'm interested, but I'm not about to like. Abandon my family for you or yeah. put anyone before my kids. Exactly. Sure. So they both decided they kind of wanted to keep it casual, but they decided to go on a date. So Dave and Carrie start talking and they get their flirt on and start casually seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Dave told ABC News, when we looked at each other, there was a little spark. She's showing me something inside the vehicle and we're standing there and we're very close and there was definitely some tension. So like he felt it. He was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. little cutie. Okay. So it was cute. They went out to dinner before grabbing what he called a nightcap at his apartment. (laughs) And... Again, even though they weren't looking to be serious or exclusive yet, they both just thought something good was brewing. You know, they both felt something special there. And when Carrie left, uh, she had a slightly awkward moment that she got past pretty quick. This woman named Liz came by to, like, grab some of her things from Dave. I guess they had been seeing each other and stopped. And, like, it's always awkward to run into an ex, especially on your first date. But it wasn't anything, like, consequential. Right. She just, she was like, all right, you deal with that. See you later. <laughs> like, yeah, have fun. And then, you know, life happened. They moved on. So Carrie and Dave keep talking. And Dave says that there was something really special about it. And he was so excited at the idea that this might actually be something. His last relationship was with a woman named Amy. And it was 12 years long. And it sounded tumultuous at the end, which I... I think most relationships are at the end, but he still had a good relationship with her. They were still friendly. They both co-parented well, and he was there a lot so that he could be with his kids. Um, 
so I think it was really exciting for him to see someone else that might actually fit into this lifestyle that he had. Who gets it. Right. And closely afterwards, Carrie was put on a major event at work, which was really exciting because this is like a newish job and she was getting to like prove herself. And so she really wants to work late, go in early, all of that kind of thing. And luckily for Carrie, when things came up at work or she wanted the very infrequent girls night out, she would get to leave Max with her mom and like he'd stay at grandma's house and everything was fine, you know? Yeah. And so luckily she was able to do that for this project. And Carrie was like, all right, can you watch Max for a bit? Like I'm going to try to stay around Omaha with some friends. One of those friends was Dave. Mm -hmm. So there was... It seemed like a couple of nights she stayed, not like in a row, but just over the course of this. And on one morning, the morning of November 13th, 2012, if you will, mm-hmm. Carrie gave Dave a kiss goodbye. He left for work at 630. She left like 20 minutes after that. So she saw him out. She finished getting herself together and saw herself out. From his place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's interesting to me is that That was the last time they saw each other, but it was not the last time they spoke. Okay. So what was strange was that despite the short timeline and agreed for a casual arrangement, at least for now, um, Carrie had texted Dave right after she left saying that she really wanted to move in. She said, let's move in. And he texted something like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, not only was he at work and like didn't have time to just like go through a text battle with someone, but he was like, we both just said we weren't doing this. I don't know what's going on. I like you. It's only been two weeks. Oh, my. Two, I'm not geez. ready to move in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, That's a stage four clinger. Yeah, exactly. And so doesn't sound like Carrie. Like almost immediately after he pressed send she sent like a ton back and it was like fine i never want to see you again i'm seeing someone else anyway i hate you all of these like immediately after all over text and now it should be noted that carrie was diagnosed with bipolar disorder shortly after giving birth to max but it's Also noteworthy that she did a lot to make sure that that was under control. And this wasn't like her even in her worst swings. This also, if she was diagnosed like postpartum. Exactly. I was thinking that. That could also not even be something that's permanent or that could just be due to like hormone. And that's how it's presenting. I mean, there's a whole lot of different things there. And even that regardless doesn't matter. So this seems really not like her. And so after all of this and just two weeks, like Carrie left and then she starts sending crazier messages. And Dave is like, cool, dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stage five clinger, just like you said. So Max, Carrie's son, was staying with his grandmother, obviously Carrie's mother, Nancy Rainey. Nancy had just gotten a text from Carrie that she had gotten another new job in another state and had to go immediately. But she'd be back to grab Max as soon as she could. That doesn't just happen. Oh, got a new job moving today to this new state. I'll be back when I can to get my child. To get my child. The center of my world and the only important thing to me. Right? Okay. And so, of course, Nancy thought it was strange. Like, Carrie was invested in Max's life and wanted to be there, but... 
Also, she was a single mom. And if it is a big move, it's like a move across the country because it's some state down south. I don't remember. It was like Alabama or something. Oh, geez. Um, the, obviously, that would take some logistics and arrangements. Mm-hmm. But also, typically, when big moves and transitions happen like that, you're not expected to be there the next day. Nope. So, <laughs> so it wasn't long since she had just gotten her job in Nebraska. So it was just like a really quick jump and weird and strange. But time came and went and Carrie was gone. Carrie missed not only her half-brother's wedding, which she promised to be at, but she also missed her own father's funeral. Oh, my God. And this is when Nancy felt like something was really, truly off. She was like, obviously, it's not like her to miss appointments. I don't know what's going on. It's not like her to leave her son here. But your own father's funeral, you're going to fucking be there for that. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. McDrool that we talked about the other day. I know it was McQuad. (laughs) I just think it was dumb. But she literally like killed her mom half over that shit. Uh You're going to be there. You know what I mean? And so Nancy was stressed. But every time that Nancy reached out, Carrie was nowhere to be seen, but she would text back. So like she wouldn't pick up a phone, but she'd text. Yeah, that's fishy. Carrie continued to message people, although her texts were all over the place. One day she's going to move to Kansas. Another, she's checking herself into a mental hospital. There's a lot of confusing text messaging from Carrie to a variety of people, Mm. still including Dave Krupa, by the way. Um, And while her mom did go to the police, I think even putting in a full missing persons file, that doesn't stand up when someone just doesn't want to be reached. So when the police did reach out to Carrie, she was like, leave me alone, drop it. And they did. And they have to. Right. And so, again, where the bipolar element of this gets more frustrating is that Nancy had shared that Carrie had been previously diagnosed. And bipolar disorder is an umbrella term for three different disorders. Just for my fun little psych corner. There's bipolar type 1, bipolar type 2, and cyclothemic disorder. And while I can't attest what Carrie's specific diagnosis would have been between the three... Especially since it hasn't been too long since these were categorized up from just manic depression. (laughs) Right. But what I do know is that bipolar is a mental health disorder in which people go through long-term waves of depression and manic episodes. And they seem to have higher highs and lower lows than those without these diagnoses. So... People say it's like mood swings, but it's a long time. You know what I mean? You're not going to be like manic one second and absolutely at the bottom of your barrel the next. Right. It flows. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, I guess this could sound like a manic episode. You have a ton of energy. You're doing things you wouldn't normally do. They can be more risky than normal. And while it may make sense that any irritability or agitation or frustration that might not match the severity of a situation could be considered the bipolar i don't think that running away and texting confusing and back and forth things to everybody you know comes from bipolar disorder right and nonetheless the police use this as just another factor that could excuse the behavior Mm. oh she's fine she's just mentally ill which by the way like even if it is just mental illness let's still get her help yeah but back to dave Obviously, it had been a little bit of time since he saw Carrie come 2013. After Carrie and him broke things off in November of 2012, he hadn't seen her. 
but he did continuously get texts and you know messages from her on all sorts of things like Mm -hmm. facebook text messages like i don't know any apps she could yeah that's not great um and so because he wasn't in that deep with her anyway it's not like he really stopped dating and what was so interesting was actually one day out of the blue um his well every threat that he'd received from carrie any hateful message anything like that had only ever been texted and seemed pretty like out of left field it didn't seem like she was really ever going to follow through on anything but one day he walked in and his house was broken into Ooh! and what was so odd like he filed the police report all of that good stuff but his ex reached out liz that girl that carrie passed in the hallway getting her stuff Mm -hmm. and she was like i'm pretty freaked out did you break into my house and Dave was like, no, why would I break into your house? And she said, well, on my garage door, like not the door, but I guess the wall, it was spray painted whore from Dave. Oh, which is <laughs> just funny to me. Liz, so Liz is that one that like got her stuff the same day as um, Carrie's first date with Dave. Oh, OK, that like awkward passing where Carrie was like, yeah, I'll let you deal with that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Amy, so I got a little confused. Yeah, it is. There's, well, those are the four major players here. So we have Amy, who's the first girlfriend and mother of children. There's Liz, who was that like blip on the radar in the middle. And then Carrie, our girly pop, and Dave, who has dated them all. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Must be nice to be Dave. It's good to be Dave, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so she, he was like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> And why would I sign it? <laughs> That's like uh, Rocky Wuzzy or WUZ yes. from Starved Rock. Mer- Come on right. now. It's like, let me geotag this real quick. <laughs> so he was like, no. And that like kind of pushed them together because then she started getting some crazy harassing messages from Carrie. Oh, how'd she get it? Oh, God. I know. And so that sort of pushed them together and they ended up picking things back up where they were like, oh, you know what? Maybe... Maybe it's worth giving it another try. Like, we're both dealing with this. We liked each other before. I think Liz wanted more than Dave did initially. But, like, it's been some time since he got out of his last relationship. Maybe he's ready to settle down a little more. So it seemed to work out. Liz also had her own kids, by the way. I think she also had two. But they don't really have anything to do with this. It's just Mm -hmm. compatibility and stuff. So Dave and Liz made a lot of sense because of that. Obviously, she had kids. She wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize her time or her relationship with her kids the same way Dave was going to prioritize his kids. And obviously, as they got closer, they became official as a couple. (laughs) And then as most couples do as like bonding time on like a a random Saturday, you know, like your normal calendar, Mm -hmm. they both started getting threats from (laughs) Carrie. And I mean, we just missed our last appointment. Oh, my god! Me gosh. and my fiance, really? we didn't get ours this last Saturday. I'll no. try to make it known. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Great, great, great. <laughs> but, uh, like, I mean, obviously, that is trauma bonding. That's going to put you together with someone. And for like, two people that already had an interest in each other, it worked out. Well, right. And it is really freaky and unsettling. But at least you're kind of in it together and like, okay, maybe we can deduce this because this isn't someone that just knows me. This is someone that knows you and me. Right. And there's exactly. going to be less people in common. Right. It narrows down the pool for sure. But a a few things happened here. Messages obviously continued and 
stalking started to happen. So those messages turned from just like, I hate you. I am obsessed with you. I love you. Let's move in. Never speak to me again to like, I like that TV show you're watching or like, I just saw you come out of the bathroom. How was your dump? And these are all from Carrie. Yes. All of them. Wow. Okay. And that was your dump. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but in January, Dave found Carrie's truck outside of their residence. Ooh. And he told the police because the texts were getting more and more aggressive and still nobody has seen Carrie. This is the closest thing to Carrie they've gotten, which is her truck. So he was like, sick. <laughs> there are fucking trucks there. Like, yeah, take a look. And of course... Since the texts were getting more and more aggressive and the police got everything, Dave and Liz got closer and closer. It seemed the angrier the texts got and they gave more and more of it to the police. And at some point, I think the police actually had them like upload their phones so that they could have the entire history of everything. So they could like sort through all the data and shit like that. But Dave would get texts from Carrie that would outline what he was wearing. Liz would get them about what she was doing when she was with Dave And it was just really scary. And it persisted for like a long time, even through the two of them changing phone numbers. And like it worked for a little bit, but not for long. Right. And like most things, though, Liz and Dave's relationship was good until it drifted. Eventually, in 2015, Dave moved to Council Bluff, Iowa, and the distance from Liz significantly impacted their relationship. It seemed like they broke up after he moved, but I guess it could have been beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um. And so as time went on, Nancy, again, Carrie's mom, gets more and more concerned. It's now been like years since Carrie's been around and she'll that text. That is terrifying. But she'll only text angry, aggressive things. And the poor son has been abandoned. I know. And Max is just over there like, hey, grandma, is my mom ever coming home? Like, <laughs> Can you imagine for a second being the grandmother? No. And the child is like, okay, it's been a couple days. Where's mom? But to be the son and questioning the only adult you have left in your life right now right who doesn't have answers and this woman is missing her own daughter and she's raising this grandson that she never i mean of course she would i'm sure she'd do it in a heartbeat but that wasn't the agreement right she just gets dropped off for a weekend or something and then is never picked up and now it's been years yep yeah that is so concerning and frustrating and angering and as the child you'd feel abandoned and frustrated and hurt and, and also grief like you'd miss your mom scared yeah it's i mean even though you're with your family it's still scary like your it's entire not, situation changes yeah it's awful and so Obviously, Nancy keeps trying to reach out. She's like, Carrie, 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 like, what is happening, Carrie? I can't get the freaking police to look at this because you tell them to fuck off, Carrie. Like, what is going on? Not only that, but hey, I haven't heard from her. Well, yeah, you have. Yeah. You know, so what can the police do with that? Because if they need to be able to articulate this lapse in, in time. Right. And there's nothing. They can't. Right. So it's terrifying. And Nancy obviously is worried, wants to figure out what's going on. And during one of Carrie's like text crazes, um, she gets in touch with Carrie and she's like, mom, I just sold all my shit. Oh, okay. and she's like, why? Like, <laughs> who nice. did you sell it to? Show me this. Like, what's going on? Great. And so Carrie sent a picture of a check. Oh, no. And well, Nancy was obviously worried and wanted to find out what she could. And she tracked down the check. 
And it went to a woman named Shanna Golier. Shanna. Okay, that's a new name. Or Shana. I'm not really sure, but it's N-N-A, so I'm going to assume Shanna. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as she tracked this down further and further, she realized that Shanna actually went by the name Liz. Okay. And that Liz Golier was actually the one dating Dave Krupa. No. When Nancy approached Liz, she was like, what's happening? She goes, she stole my checkbook in one of like the break-ins or something. So she hasn't had a checkbook, which makes sense, I guess, that it's written out on her check pad. Wait, so is Liz a psycho or no? We don't know. Okay. Um, Which is just scary. I mean, her house has been broken into. So has Dave's. Whore from Dave. Whore from Dave. <laughs> yes. That would have been a really funny way to sign a check. <laughs> the whore from Is that the Dave. memo? Yeah. <laughs> February. <laughs> but obviously, like you just asked, is she a psycho or no? It didn't take police long to show up at Dave's store. You know? Yeah. He, like asking questions. Was he the last one to see her? Yup. Were they in a relationship? Not really, but they were involved. And when did he last see her? Oh, the last day anybody saw her. <laughs> like yeah and then obviously as they're going around carrie then soon did like texted the detective and said to leave dave krupa out of it that she only blamed one person for ruining everything and hinted towards liz okay so liz obviously comes home and her house is once again broken into and it seems that Carrie was stalking Liz and blaming her for Dave not being interested in her. But Liz is Shannon. Shanna. Yes. And Shanna is Liz. Yes. Einhorn and Finkel. Finkel and Einhorn. Yes. Okay. Precisely. All right. So obviously Liz is freaked out. Dave is freaked out. Everybody's freaked out. Nobody's worried about Carrie except her mom and her son. Everyone else just thinks that she's off the fucking deep end. And Liz and Dave now live really far apart. I think so. And they've broken up. It, that's what it sounds okay. like. And so Carrie is still on Facebook, though. Oh, geez. In case you were wondering. Um, and this is once again a great time to remind you all to please face your problems. Don't Facebook them. Yeah. The Internet has a memory. It's not usually a very forgiving one. But anyway, she was Facebooking some <laughs> incredibly concerning things. Like that Dave had proposed. Despite the fact that Carrie hadn't seen Dave in years. Well, that didn't happen. No, but that's not all. So this actually must have been right before they broke up. I think this was either during the move or during that like distance before they did the break. Because Carrie also texted Dave that she, and get this, kidnapped Liz and he needed to dump her or Carrie wouldn't let her go and that she was sick of Liz getting what belongs to her. Okay. Dave, bless up, left it on red. Oh, wow. And checked in with Liz, obviously, to make sure she was okay. But, like, it was like, uh, what do you say to that? <laughs> like, this doesn't sound like Carrie. Carrie wouldn't leave her kid. Yeah, well, eventually, the harassment from Carrie was getting worse. And without a good trace on the computer, the phones, or anything, and regardless of how many complaints Dave and Liz put in, nothing could be done. It didn't help that Carrie's Facebook would continuously pop up with posts like, I'm not missing. I left on my own. Leave me alone. Yeah. Including, by the way, there was one that um, 
Carrie posted something like, I'm a grown woman who can make my own choices and like, stop asking me. I did this because I want to and you're all crazy. I'm like, Mm. Queenie Pop, what the hell? Ah, yes. Write it into the Facebook abyss. Please. So this went on and on. So let's take it back to earlier 2013. Okay. Oh, my heart hurts. In August of 2013, I want us to find something else that happened because I think this is important. You remember how I said that Liz's house got broken into? Mm -hmm. Well, it was a little more than that. Oh. It was broken into. Don't get me wrong. But in August of 2013, Liz called Dave in a panic. She was in full on crisis. Her house was set on fire. Oh. Burned significantly. Luckily, her two kids were out of the house. But it. And this is a trigger warning. Please fast forward if you have a, a weak stomach. But this did include. Uh. Proving fatal to her pets. No. Two dogs, a cat, and a snake. No. Yeah. No. Yep. Oh, I'm going to cry. And then Dave received a text or an email. Different sources say different things. From Carrie that read, I am not lying. I set that nasty whore's house on fire. I hope that whore and her kids die in it. When? What year did this all start? This all started in 2012 after she left. So this was about a a little less than a year after she left. And Dave and Liz were together for like two years after she left. So this happened in the middle of them. Okay. So obviously that was concerning. That all happened like right in a row. And I also just think it's scary when you get like... (laughs) I don't know the events happening and then an immediate message after where it's like yep I did it which as a criminal justice girly I'm like stop like that's like, so and you can dumb. take that to the bank and it's like I won't go to the bank but I will go to the court your IP address like <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um obviously it seems like something bigger than bipolar is happening in my opinion once again just to make this case yeah. But as things progressed and Carrie's online information got shadier and shadier and less and less people were convinced it was Carrie like us at one point, And this is what breaks my heart. Like this is the part of this case that is so difficult and devastating. But Max messaged her on Facebook, her, oh. her son. And he said, one, what's my middle name Two, what was the name of our first boxer in parentheses dog three who was my best friend as a little kid oh my god it's like the security questions to her bank account he wants to make sure it's his mom Mm. and carrie would answer every single message that anyone sent but she never answered that one it's because she couldn't yep because it's not carrie and none of those things are googleable about someone so in the following weeks the dramatics and stalking got less and less and this is the time that Dave and Liz started to drift apart before they broke up in 2015. Okay. So now we're going to fast forward again. Sorry for that brief timeline lapse, but I thought it was important to sort of give that context of like, this isn't just someone sitting out in the front lawn going like, I love corn on the cob too. Like, right. (laughs) Like this has real devastating impacts. So in 2015, new detectives took on the case. Allegedly, it was just ongoing since nobody had seen Carrie and they couldn't do anything to find her. And 
between her mom consistently going, hey, she's gone. I don't know what's happening. She might be texting, but this is weird and not like her. And it's been years. And Dave and Liz's constant complaints from the stalking and all of the messages Mm -hmm. and harassment. Um, Obviously, Carrie had a big list of things to answer to the police department in Omaha, Nebraska. But, well, I guess, and also Macedonia, Iowa, but she had some answers to give out. But because she couldn't be seen and only ever heard, um, it was just one detective looking at it after another, after another, after another, all hitting the same dead end, which is that she didn't want to be found. You know? Mm-mm. And, I mean, she was good at not getting found. Obviously, two people are putting in criminal th- charges against her, and they're still not finding her. But she uh, was a missing person, stalking and harassing Dave Krupa and Liz Gullier. Like, obviously, this was a paperwork nightmare. <laughs> mm. Even just the sheer number of amounts and threats was like a data gold mine for the police to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, these detectives were the shit, though. I like the new detectives. They split it up by point of view. One of the detectives went with the idea that she was alive and that she was posting everything, harassing people and everything. He just said, all right, I'll take it from the perspective that everything we're being told is true. The other one, though. See, the other detective decided to try out the theory that maybe Carrie was dead. After all, it had been at least two years since anyone had seen her, despite an active Facebook account and texts. But like the detectives before them, going on the premonition that Carrie was alive just ran them right into more dead ends. But then something happened to help our investigation. Mm -hmm. See, Carrie's emails had slowed down, obviously. Um, If the concern was that Dave and Liz were together, they're not anymore. So she succeeded, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, so it kind of makes sense that it would slow down. But it was practically a normal Tuesday for this police department when Liz put in another harassment claim. And listen, I know victimization is prone to happen to someone more than once if it already has. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a victim, you're more likely to be a victim again compared to someone who never has been. And Liz obviously was getting berated with messages from Carrie. But what caught the eye was that this harassment claim wasn't about Carrie. It was about Amy Flora, Dave Krupa's first ex, the one of over a decade and the mother of his kids. Oh. See, Liz put in this complaint because she was convinced that actually, I'm kind of worried about Carrie. All of these texts, all of these threats. I mean, I'm not sure it's Carrie at all. I think it must be Amy posing as Carrie. Because why would someone who knew this man for two weeks do all this? It took her two years to get there? I guess. Oh, okay. Um, But, you know, Amy was with him for 12 years and has two kids. She has a lot more at stake there, you know? Um, And when Liz got questioned, she said Carrie and Dave, again, they only dated two weeks. And she didn't know why someone would stalk a person for three years after two weeks. Yeah. But despite the fact that Amy had more to lose in Liz's perspective, she also knew that Amy had a key to Dave's house. And two days after Liz and Dave broke up, Dave's gun went missing. And she said she thought it was Amy because she had the key. 
seems suspicious that Liz is saying all of these things. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 But hey, maybe that's not true. Or maybe she was on to something because the next day after reporting this, Liz gets shot. Oh, Liz, I'm guessing it's a flesh wound. Um, Probably. Mm-hmm. Merely a flesh wound. Um, Liz was going for a walk to clear her head. She liked to do this out at like a local park that was around the area. And there were two nearby. I did Google Maps this. <laughs> Lake Manawa State Park and the Tom Hannafin Rivers Edge Park. So it was one of those two. Mm. Um, both of them were nearby. So I don't know where she was specifically, but Liz had gone out for an evening to take a stroll and just process her life things. Probably the breakup. You know, yeah, normal things. I also know Liz had kids, so I can appreciate that peace of mind might be hard to come by at home. I don't know how old they are and how loud that would be. <laughs> right. But anyway, Liz called 911 panicked because she was ambushed and shot in the thigh. Mm. Liz was incredibly lucky because the bullet went in and out of her thigh, didn't get lodged or hit any major arteries. However, when nine How lucky, how lucky, how lucky indeed. But when 911 got to her and searched the premises, they couldn't find anyone and especially nobody who matched Amy Flora's description, which, by the way, is who Liz said who shot her. Hmm. Yikes. So when questioned, Liz was asked if she thought Amy shot her with Dave's gun. And Liz said, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But Dave still doesn't think so. And, I mean, this is about Carrie Farver, but, like, my nosy ass wants to know why she and Dave broke up. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, how you know that he doesn't think that? Y'all are broken up. And why? Mm -hmm. What'd you do? What did he do? Like, Spill, bitch. The hot goss. But anyway, when a police officer went to finish a debrief with some of the other officers present and went outside just before they left, he put his hand on Liz's car. Except it was cold. Okay. And like, probably wouldn't have even jumped out at him, except that the police also had a neighbor say they were pretty sure Liz was home all night. And your car would be hot if you had to drive to a park. Mm-hmm. So where was Liz? Uh, Not where she said. She sounds like a dumb bitch. Who really shot her? Herself. What really happened? What really happened, Liz? Why don't you spill, bitch? <laughs> you're probably wondering how i got here <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know what i'm doing you have to know what i'm doing you know the like old disney like zzz, like rewind i want to like, hear you try again though <laughs> <laughs> our poor headphone listeners um but shanna so is it is her name shanna or liz or does she just shanna but she goes by liz i don't know if her like middle name is elizabeth or something but that's my guess. That's so. Ugh. That's a red flag for me, anyway. If there's no clear like why you go by this other this name, name is from yeah, but who knows? So we're gonna rewind a few months, maybe even a year or so. Mm-hmm. Dave and Liz had given up their phone to law enforcement so that they could download all of that shit, right? All the threats, the communication, try to figure out what was going on. Well. When Liz got shot, the PD went over the contents of the phone info she gave them to see if anything could help. What they found, not related to Liz's shooting, was a strange photo. 
dated before Carrie's truck was found outside of Dave's home in January, if we remember, there was a photo of Carrie's truck on Liz's phone. Oh. So the PD called in the computer savvy people, you know, the tech people like Carrie Mm. would be, um, and got them to go through every single fucking line of data from these phones. Oh, God. Yes. And this kind of data collection keeps every message sent, deleted, photos, videos, etc. It doesn't matter if she thought it was gone off her phone. They can recover pretty much fucking anything. Yeah. You hate to see it, huh? They could see anything and everything. And, well... Sorry, this makes makes me laugh so much. Um, They came across a video. um, A video that Liz had posted to YouTube. No. Yeah, posted to YouTube called Husband's Cheating Place. Apples. In the video, uh, she was talking about how her husband cheated on her and was um, showing photos forward slash videos of Dave's place. They were never married. Uh, This is on YouTube. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) Ma'am. So did she, but she dated him briefly. Yep. She dated him very briefly before Carrie got in the picture. And then Carrie was in the picture for two weeks. Yep. And, and then, then they get back shortly together. Shortly after they were together again and decided to make it official. And it was like two years. So it was certainly not, in my personal opinion, this doesn't impact anyone else. I don't think that's long enough to get married to someone. I mean, even just wedding planning takes fucking forever, you know? Yeah, and to make a <clears throat> YouTube video about it. About his cheating place. Why did he cheat on her? It's we his don't house. Know. It's his house. <laughs> on YouTube. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I just really think it's funny. Man. Why are you putting that shit on YouTube? Who's watching that? Are there closed <laughs> captions? <laughs> I would love to see the transition she used. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Oh. So anyway. Um... Obviously, Liz had a lot of deleted visits to an email proxy service, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It was deleted every single time she went. And then as the police caught on and looked at the texts and emails from Carrie, things started to click. Every single piece of evidence pointed at Liz. The only fingerprint found in Carrie's car, Liz. Oh... Or <clears throat> Shanna Goliar, if you will. Yeah. It seems that Liz had impersonated Carrie for years. I knew it, that bitch. She stalked Dave. She fake stalked herself. She set her own home on fire. She that killed, killed her, her own, own pets. pets. Oh my God, light her up. She shot herself in the leg. She tried to frame not only Carrie Farver, but also Amy Flora for shooting her and theft of a firearm. Carrie for stalking and harassment. Whore from Dave. Whore from Dave. She made someone she cared about fear for his life, put his, his exes, and his children's lives in harm's way for her to play out a Carrie wannabe fantasy. They dated two weeks. Two fucking weeks. 14 days. That's how long they knew each other. And that was worth four fucking of her pet's lives. 
in her brain. That oh, that upsets my stomach. Ugh. So what I do love about this investigation includes that the police just sort of bullshitted to see what they could get out of Liz. Ooh. Like once they knew, they were like, "Oh, this is all shit." Okay, let's see. So, <laughs> so while they're like questioning her about her bullet and like all of the harassment that she's facing. They called her in and they were like, we found body remains and they've yet to be identified, but we're pretty sure they're Carrie's. Oh. And Liz starts going off about Amy and all the ways it could be her. And the investigator was like, hey, we think it could be Amy. So like if you have anything from her making threats or like anything that might help our case point her towards this, forward anything you got. Mm. So Liz starts forwarding messages from Amy now. Oh, geez. Including ones that laid out explicitly what she did to Carrie, mind you. Um, so allegedly she just had these and was sitting on them and didn't think it was worth bringing to the that police. That Amy supposedly sent Liz? Mm-hmm. Um, the messages included that she got Carrie driving with her in the car, reaching over and stabbing her, talked about how Carrie begged to call for her family or Dave and say goodbye before she died and how that she could identify Carrie because she had a yin-yang tattoo on her left thigh. From Amy. Allegedly. So how is she forwarding these messages that Amy sure shit didn't send her? <laughs> um, you ask great questions. I think, if I had to guess, probably the same email proxy service oh, where geez. she scheduled the send. Had Come it sent on. to her. Which, by the way, I'm fairly certain she got really familiar with because she was getting these messages with Dave. Yeah. So. so she could make it. So he'd never suspect her because right, he's sitting with her and getting she's them getting them. Um, but it's also a fucking incredibly incriminating email, wouldn't you say? Like, mm, I would say. Mm. <laughs> I killed Carrie. I did this. I think that it was really fun when she was like, boo-hoo, I'm going to die. Why would you send that to anyone in an email? And then she's like, you know, I've had this, but I was just waiting for my chance to debut. I'm so glad you asked. Actually, I have a lot that I think you'd like. I think Carrie's dead. <laughs> like, what the? What? So the police sure would call an incriminating email. Oh, in fact, they thought it was so incriminating that it was too much information to be made up. Yeah. So you know what they did? They checked Carrie's car again. And under the upholstery on the passenger side seat, they found a big bloody stain. And they didn't the, look there first? Nope. And the DNA match confirmed that it was Carrie's blood. Well, no shit. So in 2016, four fucking years later, Shanna Liz Gullier was finally arrested for the murder of Carrie Farver. Wow. So leading up to the trial, prosecution and police had asked Dave if he had anything from this time with Liz that they might be able to use. And unlike their conversation with Liz, they weren't bullshitting him to try to get him to send something. Right. Um, he was able to dig up a few things, probably like random memories and pictures and stuff. But what really stuck out to them was when he went through an old storage unit, he was able to find an old tablet that he had used while they were together. Ooh. And... While this normally wouldn't be of any consequence, there was a memory card in it that did belong to Liz. And what they found was that how, while everything had been reformatted and deleted, the police computer whiz boys were able to get back pretty much anything deleted or lost. Oh, badass. Absolutely. And 
<laughs> I said, hell, maybe I should go to them and get some help with my memory cards. <laughs> anyway, uh, on for, this for memory a friend. card. For, for a friend, for, for sure, friend. for sure. For sure. Cool, cool, cool. I just mean like I have a lot that I what is accidentally it? deleted, accidentally deleted, ejected before like pressing eject and my computer yells at me. Yeah, I wish they could help me with that. But anyway, not the point uh, on this memory card. You might be asking, why does it matter? What the fuck is happening? What did they find? Mm-hmm. Was it like a weird feet pick? It was, but it wasn't of uh, Liz's dogs to like show off or sell on the interwebs. It was Carrie's severed foot. Oh, stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they couldn't say that because it wasn't connected to her and she wasn't in the photo. But what was on her foot was a little tattoo and it was the same tattoo that Carrie Farver had. And yeah. It was decomposing. Why would you have a photo? I have a, I have so many more questions than answers. I have to say I never knew that narcoleptic foot fetishes were a thing, but maybe. Why Ugh. else would you keep a photo of that? Oh, God. Anyway. And if you had a photo of that, wouldn't you, like, keep it? Like, for, like, make sure that you knew where that was, yep. not on this random memory card. Lost that, in your ex-boyfriend's old storage locker. E- exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would be very particular. You know, where I have all of my yeah. severed foot. Yeah. <laughs> I hate feet so much that even the thought of that is like... <laughs> but that's so disgusting, so wrong. Yeah. First of all, obviously, you killed her. Obviously, you dismembered her. And then you were choosy about photos that you took of what you've done yeah that is so crass and then on top of that to wreck people's lives for four fucking years and pretend that you're also a victim are the resources wasted on fucking liz yep liz can suck a dick absolutely a few I'll come send on a mushroom stamp like, like the worst well i hate to break it to you but the trial is also very obnoxious. I Much didn't like think Liz. anything less. Um, I personally hated Liz's lawyer. His name is James Martin Davis, in case you were wondering. He is he sucks. a serial killer? Because he has three first names. He does have three first mm, names. Okay. And, you know, I can't speak to what he has or hasn't done. But after the way he acted in this, I wouldn't think that he'd have any problem defending someone who was a serial killer. So, mm. um he was like, none of what you have is evidence to say what happened and how it happened. Uh, mm. And that it was Liz's fault. In fact, he believed that if not for the photo of Carrie's foot, Liz would have been let go. Sure. If not for the photo of her severed foot. Decomposing on Liz's memory card that had been deleted. Much like all of the evidence connecting Liz to all of the harassing emails. Did he fucking go to trial high? Probably, sir. <laughs> and attorney James Martin Davis also said that uh, basically no body, no crime. She can't be convicted. How do you know? How do you know she's dead? We should stick that foot so far up his ass. I know. Give me Red Foreman. I need a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So with a photo of a body in her things, though, is that enough? 43 pieces of evidence were submitted, primarily data records from a variety of counts that Liz had created. Good. Brenda Beadle, my love, 
The Douglas County prosecutor laid out everything she could to show the depravity, the insanity, the carelessness, the recklessness, and the cruelty of Shanna Liz Golier. Liz not only killed Carrie, but framed her for stalking and gave hope to her poor fucking family members for years that Carrie wasn't dead. In the process, not only damaging her relationship with her family, but entirely crushing Carrie's son, Max, in the process. Oh. Something that Prosecutor Beetle said I liked a lot just describing this was, it's so evil for these family members to see these and get hope. And it was just like, I don't know. I think it's a great reminder of that, even though there is no body. And I believe that Liz killed her. Even if that was totally taken off of the table, the harassment piece in and of it itself is the most depraved part of this whole thing. That's not to say that murder is okay or that that also wasn't horrifying, but years and years and years of intentionally misleading people who love and care about this woman and in the process totally demolishing any of the reputation and actual rapport that Carrie had with her family. Yeah. That's heinous. That is ridiculous fucking ridiculous so what breaks my heart the most is max obviously we talked about max reaching out earlier trying to see if it was really her but at some point he reaches out again and he says if this really is you please come back i want you at my graduation oh come on i know and it isn't her of course it it never fucking was but Liz would absolutely rather fucking demolish someone's well-being to maybe, maybe get two years of dating a man. I don't know. This is nothing against Dave, and I don't mean this, but whose man's? I know. Is worth that. I know. I don't care if he pisses gold and his shit don't stink (laughs) and he is like a human tripod. I'm not killing my pets for you. There is no... Also, that was good. Sorry. If the relationship, <laughs> if the relationship's great, cool. Then let it flourish on its own. If it's not, then maybe this isn't the one for you. But if it's worth killing someone that he's only known less than a month for existing... Yep. And then torturing her family for years and then isolating and harassing Amy... Mm-hmm. And framing her <laughs> for a murder or trying to, all while you're still sleeping in his bed, mm-hmm. sending harassing messages from his bed to him. Yep. Like, I don't care if he's, I don't know, the most incredible person you've ever met. N- no infatuation, no love, no obsession, excuses, or makes sense in this situation to no. do what she has done. No, it will never match the extremes that she went to. It's so confusing. And not for nothing. I do like Dave, actually. I think he's great. Yeah. And, um, and even he could be the most incredible person in the world, but this shouldn't have happened. But also, I don't, just like you're saying, I don't think anybody is worthy of the expectation that this sets up for the person at the middle of it. You know what I mean? Like, he could be the best guy ever. I mean, he could be a fucking demigod. Like, Zeus could have sent him down himself. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, and y'all did this for him? <laughs> like, Yeah, because, it, and he's just, he's human. Let him. Believe it or not, he will let you down because he is human. And that's part of human nature. Like, it'll do itself. 
And no matter what, I mean, it should be that his number one priority is his children. Yup. So you are not going to be his 100% top priority. In fact, I think it's concerning, not necessarily grounds for immediately breaking up with someone, but concerning nonetheless, regardless of the situation, if you're their only priority. A well-rounded person needs multiple outlets. And as a partner, ideally, your job is to support and love that person continuing to do what they're passionate about, continuing to see the people that they care about and making good relationships. She's like trying. She tried to isolate him from like every chance and be like, see how crazy they were. I'm so glad you're with me. Right. Literally. At least we're in this together. And she was pretty fucking convincing. In fact, I'm kind of convinced if they hadn't gone to the police with the phone records, that she'd probably still be out there. That was pretty bold for her to hand over her own shit. Well, I'm not thinking that she probably had the wherewithal to know that every move she makes online is tracked and stored. It seems. So, um, I do just want to say, the woman, the infamous legend... (laughs) Shanna Liz Gullier, who killed a woman, disposed of her body, took photos of random parts of that body and kept them um, over a man who she dated for barely two years, shot herself in her leg, killed her pets, made her children go through that grief. Remember, she does have kids. Oh, come on. Um, Did... Get found guilty of first degree murder and second degree arson. Thank God. She got a life sentence. In animal cruelty, I hope. Um, I, I, yeah, I fucking hope so. Um, I think it's with parole, so I'm not really sure if we get applause for an LWAP or anything, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I say this only because despite Liz getting life on Nebraska's prison inmate details, it says that her next parole date is set for 2027. Oh, come on. Now... Before I'm totally done, I do want to take a minute just to remember Carrie. And I mean Carrie, Carrie, not Liz, Carrie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Carrie Farver, the beautiful woman with a brain for tech and computers and compassion for people. Carrie Farver, who loved her son Max so much that she would do anything to give him the kind of life she hoped for him. Carrie Farver, who was funny and flirty and independent as a woman and still kept pep in her step and light in her eyes after years of not only single parenting, but making her own way in this world. Carrie Farver, who went on a few dates with a man only to be murdered in cold blood over Dave Krupa, who she knew not more than 15 days. Mm. Carrie's friends remember her as someone they could talk to about anything. There was never any judgment and they could talk for hours. A direct quote was, if she loved you, she loved you with full hawk. I'm not really sure what that means, but I I know what it means, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, her friends also say that she made you feel safe and confident. Carrie was a face of unconditional love and support for her friends. Carrie was also said to be in love with being a mother. She had a glow about her when she was with Max, some of her friends say. Everything she did was for Max. Everything she chose, she did so with him at the forefront of her mind. Carrie was the kind of person who loved you with everything she had, and I hope that we can give some of that right back. Carrie Farver's body has still never been found to be put at rest, but that hasn't stopped those who love her from remembering her with all their might. Carrie was a bright light in people's lives, and Dave Krupa was not 
even close to the first or only person who saw something special in her. Carrie's friends and family want her to be remembered as an amazing mom, a great friend, and someone who will be missed and missed a lot by a lot of people. I also wanted to give a shout out to Tony Cava, the IT supervisor at the police department that went through all of Liz's bullshit. Hell yeah. Um, And also, I wanted to give a shout out to Dave Krupa for dumping Liz Golier. Hell yeah. And that's the curious case of Carrie Farver. Oh my God. Yeah, right? All for nothing. All for all for her to get a shot for 24 months with a random dude. A mechanic in Nebraska. Come on. Dave, I will say, he has been super cool in all of the interviews. Like, he has done almost all the shows on Carrie there is. Like, this took over his life for a while. Of course it did. And he's probably looked at as the yeah. offender, uh, probably her killer, by more than just one person. I'm sure. And also, it's hard to be, I think, in the middle of all of that and not be able to have an outlet to say your piece on it. And I mean this not as, like, any time I've been saying, like, over a man, like, over this guy. It's not because it's Dave that's bad. It's because the actions taken and the severity of those actions are depraved. For a shot at a romantic relationship but again, with but it's one nothing. person. But it's nothing. Because if that relationship were worth having, you wouldn't have to kill someone for it. That's it. Or stalk someone. Or send threats or do anything. Or orchestrate a fake break-in to lead you back together. You know what I think Liz would be really good at, though? The Bachelor. Oh, my God. I think she'd be so good on it. I was watching it the other day. Um, I mostly watch Bachelor in Paradise because I think it's a lot more fun than... The very traditional Bachelor and Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. But um, I have been depression watching The Bachelorette <laughs> lately. And all I've been thinking about is my psych class. And there's this phenomenon in psychology called the misattribution of arousal. Um, it sounds sexier than it is. But it's basically anytime your nervous system gets aroused. So like if you're scared, if you're anxious, if your adrenaline starts pumping, you're aroused. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why... If you do something scary with someone new, you are more likely to think you're interested in them because you're going to say, I'm not afraid of this. These feelings are because of them, Mm. which is why on The Bachelor, they go bungee jumping. They go skydiving. They do all of these things that make you really genuinely think in your head that this person is why I'm feeling this way. And I think this is a lot of what happened with Liz and Dave is like, oh, my God, my house got burned down. Ah, I'm so scared. You're here to help. Yeah, and he's like, oh, we're going through this together because right. we're both being harassed Tortured. and threatened <laughs> and we're both kind of scared and creeped out and mm-hmm. kind of freaked out to be alone. That but it's at least really, we have each other. It's really comforting to have somebody else who's not just there for you, but in it with you. And gets it. If she could get anything, because I'm pretty sure you have to have emotions to do that. I'm not sure oh this woman God, does. Oh my God, what an ass. Um, and so while I can't necessarily go through this entire case the way I normally would saying piece of shit in front of her name every time I could mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to crown Liz Goliar with a piece of shit crown I like that she gets it I think it would be really cute if it was like a little band right that goes around your head but then um, sort of like a metal or like an award for winning a contest or a trophy mm-hmm. maybe you could have like a golden turd 
on the top. Love it. Right? Love it. Love it. Love Crowned it. Make it. POS. Love that. So yeah, I think this this case is weird. It takes a lot of turns. There's a lot totally blown out of proportion, mm-hmm. entirely unneeded. Yeah. And we're left with one less bright light in the world and one more piece of shit in prison. But hey, at least she's in prison. Ugh. Yep. I hope the shower's always cold. I hope that she never gets a good fucking mattress in that place. I hope ever. I hope that her shoes are two sizes too small <sighs> for the shower and so she, her feet actually have to touch that disgusting floor. And I hope that her underwear is always two sizes too big so it's like stuffing a diaper in her prison clothes. And I hope that she always gets a used pair that has like a skid mark that just won't come Ooh, out in the wash. Yes. But it's not hers. I also it's hope not that hers. that same pair of underwear always gives her a yeast infection. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe a UTI too. Just throw it in for funsies. Both. Right. No, I uh, wanted to be a mess down oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God forgive me. Uh, I don't want it to be such a mess that she can get out of it by wearing pads. And I, just, I don't want her to get out of it from like getting to go to medical all the time. Right. I just need to be enough. Uncomfortable and itchy. And then she's like the. I like. She only gets paper cuts in between her fingers. Yep. Like that kind of thing. It needs to be the most unbearable inconvenience. But it can't be more than an inconvenience to be treated or dealt with. <laughs> I hope she's like always itching or cooch. And like she oh, becomes gosh. just known as the cooch itcher. The jamming cooch, on. Coochie. Coochie. Wow, what's a good name? What could be a name for that? Itchy coochie, kitchy coochie. Like, uh, just like you're itching, like, hold on. Well, I was going to say jamming on your jine, but I don't think that's what we're looking for. Mm, I mean, she, I hope she doesn't get to do that. I mean, no, but. I hope it's not like a real jam. No, but I do hope that she gets, <laughs> she has to like, it's not tickle the taco. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Some alliteration here. Scratch the kitty. She could be scratching the snatch. Ooh. She could be pestering the peach. <laughs> she could be fondling the front bottom. <laughs> uh, if you watch what we do in the shadows, she could be making the hairy frog croak. You know? <laughs> fondling the foo-foo. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Oh um. Anyway, I hope that her life sucks in the most inconvenient, minuscule ways, constantly never ending. And I hope that someone in prison starts to send her random ass messages posing as someone else just for the shit and gig of it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry that we had to go through that together, but I figured this was a great one to talk about. I think it's helpful in terms of internet stalking situations yes leads back to our Mm -hmm. couple of stalking episodes nice little tie in there and just so you know billy and liz are not on the same level all right you guys well thanks for hanging in there with us we hope that y'all have a magical evening um a safe evening or day whatever whatever time of day you're listening is it mid-morning is it ass crack at dawn hey if it's mid-morning i still want them to have a good evening i hope that day is good through the end there you go but also yeah whatever time you're listening happy that time 
have a good one yeah stay safe don't forget to check us out on our instagram page where you can see pictures of the people we're talking about the places we're talking about our pod pets reprieves resources all that fun stuff abby where would they find our instagram page oh my gosh they would do that by looking at our instagram and going to about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word so that's a b o u t period t i m e period f o r period t r u e period c r i m e period p o d because podcast was too long and if you wanted to go on there send us some stuff maybe send a little review a comment open up your spotify app give us five stars answer your q a of what you think on the episode go to apple give us five stars maybe tell us how much you like hate liz or just enjoy the banter um and if you wanted to send us something longer that we will respond to as we respond to all of y'all unless you being creepy send that to our email but Allie, where would they email us so if you wanted to send us an email, you would email us at about time, the number four TC at gmail.com. That's A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four TC at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. We can't wait to see you there. We hope to hear everything you think. And once again, I have been trying to add more polls to things. So if you see a poll in Spotify, you just like scroll down and it'll be there for you to like do your little votey things on. But we... we- we love when you do that. You should do that. You should. We and appreciate it's it. Fun for us. We love to read all of them. Um, but we love you all so much. We hope that you guys have a great week. And if I look at my clock, that was about time for true crime. Bye. Bye. Bye.